0: And that's what these small and medium-sized businesses need to realize that just because you are small or medium-sized does not exempt you. Matter of fact, you are the prime target. You are who they are looking for.
1: What's shaking? Welcome back to All In. I'm your host, Rick Jordan. And hey, today, if you get some amazing stuff out of this, please share this with three people because that's how we grow. That's how we keep reaching and helping more and more people. And especially today with my guest, who is a retired US naval officer with 30 years of experience, an accomplished IT professional, but she's also an author, speaker, technologist and podcaster herself. I love interviewing other podcasters because they make some of the great guests and welcome to the show trina martin
0: hey thank you rick i'm so happy to be here it's gonna be great
1: yeah it is let's rock this today because uh, we're gonna talk about probably a little bit around your service around technology and one of the really cool things is you spent 10 years as a cyber intelligence analyst right i did that was within the navy
0: uh no it was outside entity. One of the one of those alphabet soups. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotcha. So there's there's so many crazy titles out there, right? Cyber intelligence analysts. What what did that mean for what you were doing?
0: Well, I've had a broad career in IT, but being a cyber analyst, I was doing exactly what you would think. So now ransomware is in the news like all the time. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I would investigate and track down and um, just do all the things that pertain to that to try to track down these criminals wherever they were to stop them from doing the bad things that they do. Um, So uh, a lot of my perspective with cyber criminal was cyber intelligence was from the criminal side. So that's the aspect that I saw is the criminal side and trying to prevent it from happening and helping victims that were victimized.
1: That's awesome. So you started in tech in what, the 90s, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got my degree in computer science in 94. So I grew up in Chicago, um, child of the 70s, and didn't have a computer. So unlike these kids nowadays that have iPhones and iPads and things like that, I was good to have a typewriter. (laughs) And I know people are probably listening going, a typewriter? Some may be saying, what is that? Um, but I was always good with engineering and very curious on how to do things and fix things. So I went off to college and got my degree in computer science. And as a result, I had over a 20 year career in IT. I've programmed, I've done digital forensics, then went into cyber intelligence and now I'm doing my own, um, things in technology.
1: Awesome. You know, so I didn't know you were from Chicago because I mean, it shows that you're in Texas right now. That's where I'm at right now. Born and raised Chicago. Me too. Yeah. So why'd you move down there?
0: Well, I've moved several places by being in the the military and just by virtue of my career. But the job that I had as a cyber intelligence moved me here um, to Texas. And that's kind of where I am right now. Um, two teenagers in high school. So once they get out of high school, no will tell them where I'll end up next. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I keep that. I've been wanting to move <laughs> out of here for years, to be real. I, I love the city. I hate the state. That's just how yes. it is, right? Yes. City's beautiful. State. Blah. Yes. <laughs> uh, awesome. So what'd you do in the Navy then? Because this was outside of all that. What'd you do when you were a Naval officer?
0: Oh, you know, so 30 years. I had 14 years as enlisted. So I went in. Bottom, the grunt. Yeah. Um, Fourteen years, sixteen years as an officer. So I originally went in backstory. I originally went into the army. I was a chemical specialist, which was NBC during Desert Storm. <laughs> Desert Storm time. Oh, wow. And changed careers. Went to the Navy. Ended up doing IT for the Navy for a, a while, and then turned went into intelligence and became an intelligence officer um, for the Navy and. You know how intelligence is with the military, yeah, and um, did that my whole career, so thirty, thirty years.
1: that's awesome. So you started in uh, did you say chemical engineering
0: with the army? Well, <laughs> I was a chemical specialist, which actually equated to nuclear biological chemicals. So think about um, wow. chemical warfare,
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And then you made, okay, first. You go from that to IT, and then it's mm-hmm. also that you're a female that's moving to IT, which is also still rare. Especially, I mean, it's more yes. it's coming more and more noticeable today. That that's great, but the '90s, it was like nobody. You know, you were exactly. probably like one of 17 women.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> Why did did you want to jump into that?
0: Um, kind of for that very reason. I ended up, and it's funny because when I was looking for colleges, I actually went and got my degree in computer science. And that's relevant because a lot of schools don't offer a degree in computer science, at least not at that time. It was always like information management, systems, business, something like that. So I actually got a degree in computer science. And as I was doing my research, I found that one, not many schools offer that actual degree. And two, I found out not many women had it. So I was like, hmm. Well, I'm going to be one of them. Like so the what you think? I did it.
1: <laughs> That's great. So things are again, obviously a little different because here we are. We're we're 25, 30 years later. You know, knowing that because it's it's still a thing. You know, and it's it's yes. a thing that I don't like seeing personally that there's not as many women because women in mm-hmm. tech, I think, can see. Problems and the solutions a lot differently than what men can. Yes. It's just the way our brains are wired differently, which is mm-hmm. amazing. What, advi- what, what advice would you have to women today who are thinking about this? You know, I want to say, hey, this is how you deal with men, but also, well, this is the like the the craziness you're jumping into.
0: You know, and that's one of my passions that I work on today within you know my business and leadership is trying to help more women get into tech, get into those leadership positions and. A lot of women of color but mm-hmm. it's crazy and like you said when I was there in the 90s on I was one of very few women and you know I dealt with the discrimination being underpaid and I actually encountered that in almost every position I had um, even though I was well paid I was still underpaid you know versus my male counterpart um, I got just so many things you encounter because It's really the man's world and the white man's profession. So when you see a woman like me of color doing that, people automatically think, "Okay, well, you don't have the chops. You know, you're not qualified. And a lot of times I found myself in situations like the last job that I had. I worked for a major power company and I was the only programmer on their major system for the whole utility company and we did utilities, water, we did, um, nuclear, um, power. And I maintained this system for probably about 11 years by myself, just kept it running up and going. Awesome. And when I said, finally, you know, I was comparing and went to my supervisor and I was like, Hey, I I need a raise. I'm not being equally paid. And then I got the, Oh, well, you know, Oh, well we can't afford it. Or, you have to do this, this, and this to prove that you deserve it. And I'm thinking, um, running a major system that, you know, from the transformers on down to a boat is not enough.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So
0: I ended up going to HR and to asking them. And after they went and evaluated and did some things, they said the same thing. They were like, yeah, you are underpaid. But that still didn't change anything. And that's when I knew. I said, you know. I need to get out of this and I need to be the face and voice for other people who want to come in.
1: That's awesome. So it, even HR said that, yeah, you're underpaid, but we're not going to do anything about it.
0: Yep. They were just, they were like, yeah, you are, you know, see, you know, tell your supervisor, see what they can do. You know, if they could reevaluate, there was always some excuse. It was like, oh, you have to do more, you have to do better. And I'm thinking, how is it that I can maintain a multi-million-dollar system that is never down or never broken, but you're telling me I need to do more to prove myself. Yeah, no kidding. And, I, and I, I've talked to other females in the industry like now, and it's almost the same exact thing. There's always some excuse why the female doesn't have the position or is not in leadership or is underpaid. And it's really sad because here we are 2021 and there's still not enough women in tech because one most women think that okay this is a male's profession which it is male dominated but they they're told that okay well if you got to be you know a whiz at math a whiz at science something like that where it scares most women away and they're like well I can't do it or I don't want to deal with the things that I have to deal with to be in that industry and you know it's my mission to stop that and let women know that regardless of what you're going to go through you need to go ahead and walk through those doors
1: that's a great point too and i think they need to hear the brutal honesty of it too because I, I recognize it i'm white i'm a man and i'm in this industry i get it you know and i love this because i mean i was hoping our episode would go this way too because uh, i hire so many women in this field <laughs> you know and I, I love seeing that because again you heard my perspective on it it's just different ways of solving problems and there's amazing skill sets it's awesome at the same time i'm also brutally honest, because I, I coach some women in this industry, and I will tell them, I'm like, you know, first off, just understand the playing field. You know, it, it's not to discourage you, but it's just to build up the resilience to understand what you're walking into. First, you're going to have to work three times as hard just because you are right. a woman. Right? Just because of the most people don't think the way that I do or feel the same way that I do to where I want to lift women up. But then you'll, like in your case, you would also have to work another three times as hard because you're a woman of color. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's like exponentially, you've got to work like 10 times as hard to have the same thing. And it's something that of course is going to take time to change, but nothing is going to change unless you're doing exactly what you're doing. And I commend you for that as saying, hey, get in there. Because if you're just going to avoid it, there's nothing that's ever going to change.
0: Right. Exactly. And and that's the thing, you know, and I, I do some speaking and I spoke at, earlier this year, I spoke at a big communications company. And when companies ask me to speak, the first thing I do is I go in and I look at their executive management and I'm looking and seeing, I'm like, okay, man, 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 man. I think I maybe saw two women um, out this whole company and they wanted me to talk about being a woman in tech and what they could do. And I'm thinking, well, have you looked at your lineup? Yeah, I'm like, yeah you know you can't tell me there's only two women in this company that are qualified to be in this position and how many of these women are engineers and i think the two that were there were not engineers so i was like i think we have a lot to work on <laughs>
1: <laughs> for sure that's pretty cool <laughs> i like that uh, when you're in the military what was the what was one of the hardest experiences that you had
0: you know because it's similar, back,
1: right? Because it's still almost military is like male dominated too. Yeah,
0: you know? it's 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 very similar. And, you know, it's, it's funny because a lot of people think, oh, well, the military it's, it's even playing field. And no, it's not because you still have those things that you have to go through. And I think for me, looking back, um, my hardest thing is not being recognized. And it's not the fact that I went in doing things to... Be recognized, but you know, when you go in and you know you've done a bang job and, you know, it's not saw. And so here's what I mean I have been on duty stations and signed to places where, you know, I was the officer, I rocked it, I was there. And they were like, oh, you know, my superior was going, yeah, you're great, you know, you've done all of this. Never had anybody who was, you know, my right hand like this. Okay. They would leave, go to the next place and I was never awarded an award for it. So, you know, when you see people with the ribbons on and when I was married, my my ex-husband, he was like, man, you know, how come you don't have like ribbons, you know, from top to bottom? And I was like, you know, it's a game, you know, it's who, yeah. you know, you know, who wants to give them to you. And it really is. It's very subjective. And then it just got to a point when I started seeing the pattern, I was like, you know what? I can't base my career, my worth on this because I know what I do and I know how I inspire others. And that was my reason for becoming an officer was the fact that I saw things that I didn't like as I was coming up through the ranks. And I wanted to change those. And I wanted to be someone who helped inspire and impacted others. And which I look back now and that's what I did because so many women at each duty station I went to, when I walked in and they saw one that I was a female and of the rank that I was, they were like, oh my God, oh, you know, I was so excited you're coming. And I didn't know, you know, you're a woman and you know, you're so high ranking. and Oh, you know, and that inspired other females. So at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I may not have gotten the medal for this job, but I inspired someone. So that person is going to go on and do great things with their career. And, you know, one day they'll look back and say, hey, I had, you know, Lieutenant Commander Martin, who was my officer and she inspired me. And that's, that's all the payback I need.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. I'm sure it's got to grip you too, because I feel the same way. It's like, I want to go out and I want to be able to help everybody I possibly can and inspire everyone. And it's great to where they recognize what you've achieved. You know, for me, even, you know, it's For me, from a, I had no idea we were going to go down this route. But from a race perspective, too, you know, it's like, oh, you're entitled and all this stuff. I'm like, you know what? I, I founded a cybersecurity company. Mm -hmm. You know, I founded an IT firm, and when I founded it, I had two newborn twins and I was broke, right? Not being able to pay my power bill or anything else. So I'm like, you talk about a level playing field. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, just because I am who I am doesn't mean that I'm not used to hardship. Right. you know, from a race perspective, but then you flip it on the other side and I see systemic racism that exists completely in the country. And that also pulls on my heart too. And it's like, if, if both sides could, could just come together and realize that, Hey, we really do want the same thing, right. <laughs> just like males and females. We really do want the same outcomes in a lot of different things. So can we just chuck all that garbage aside, please, and right. like, just get on with life You know, so when you go and inspire people, does it? Because it does with me. Does it like pull you to where you're like, awesome? I'm here. And you know, out of a hundred women, I was able to inspire three. But then it's like you think about, well, what about the other ninety seven? Come on, if you could just get it.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) And you know, and it is as funny. We all want the same thing at the end of the day. And I think what our problem is, especially in this day and age, and like you said. There's And, you know, I'm not going to go through everything because, you know, everything that we're going through in this time that we're living in now. But I think where we're at a loss is the humanity side of it. I think you have people on both sides, both colors, whatever. They're just not seeing the humanity in their fellow man. So it's like, okay, well, you know, you and I, we can agree to disagree. You know, we're not going to see eye to eye on anything, but that doesn't mean that know, Ricky's this bad guy and I want to go, you know, storm his house and, you know, all of these crazy things. And I think that's where things have just gotten so out of control. But to get back to your question, it does kind of bother me when I go out because here I am, you know, I've been told, wow, you know, you're a triple threat. You know, you're black, you're, you know, female, you've been in the Navy, you have, you know, this technology background. And then I'm like, okay, yeah. So maybe I can go inspire people. And then I go, and like you said, it's, three out of the hundred and you're like what happened to everyone else yeah (laughs) (laughs) like come on you know I'm I'm like like working here come on I'm trying to help inspire people and they're just like oh okay well that that was nice thank you for coming (laughs) well they're
1: stuck (laughs) in that almost like a fixed mindset right because uh, you know I get comments on social media all the time it's like oh privileged white dude you know and that's it I'm like you don't know me Right. You know, you don't see all the differences that I try to make because I understand that there's things in this world that just shouldn't exist. You right. know, but then I think it's like you're one of those 97 <laughs> that just are you're thinking that nothing's ever going to change and the whole reason that nothing's ever going to change is because you're not willing to change.
0: Exactly. You have to be the change that you want to see. And again, that was one of the reasons why I decided to be an officer in the Navy. This is one of the reasons why I decided okay, I'm going to do my own technology, you know, consulting firm, yeah. I'm going to speak on inspiring women to go into technology because if it, if not you, who, you know, who, who else is going to do yeah. that? You know, and you don't have to be some famous person. You don't have to be the richest person in the world to do it and have an impact on someone.
1: Right on, right on. There was a point in time, believe it or not, that Oprah wasn't
0: famous. Exactly. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> Nobody knew who Oprah was at one point. You
1: got it. Right on. You're oh, I'm loving this. So you got me fired up, Trina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's do
1: it. Boom. Awesome. So how you've been in uh technology now for 10 years as a or that was a side, right? You have your own consulting firm too.
0: Yes. Yeah, so so I was in corporate for over two decades. Yeah. Went to, <laughs> went to the federal government for, yeah, for over 10 years to do cyber intel for them. And, you know, I just got tired. of got tired of just working for other people. And I said, you know what? I have all of this experience. I'm going to put it to use for myself. And I started a technology consulting firm. COVID hit. And I was like, okay, what can I really do to really, Utilize my skills, but yet help people where they really need to be helped. So I specialize in helping small and medium sized businesses use secure communication technologies because the pandemic has made people use technology in ways that they never thought they would use them, Mm -hmm. especially people who were not tech savvy. So and again, we're talking about ransomware, cybercrime, all these things. I'm like, okay, on the simplest level what do we need? We need security. And I'm looking at the companies that don't have the IT departments, you know, the Googles and, and, you know, the Walmarts of the world, they're okay. They have big infrastructure, right? But when you're looking at um, maybe a construction company or a attorney, you know, law firm that is not big and well-known, but they may have Joe Smo come in or, oh, the neighbor's kid, he comes in, you know, so those are the people I'm looking at, people who have revenue, but they're not on that level where they may have a whole IT department and just helping them stay secure, communicate. So when I say, you know, communication technologies, I'm looking at video, um, group messaging, video calls, voice message, um, texting, all those things that we all use and all need to communicate. And especially when you're talking about clients and sensitive information and, mm-hmm. and communicating back and forth a lot of these companies they don't have any clue they think okay well i need this contract signed by client a and i'm just going to send it over email well first of all that's all the information your personal identification information you may have banking information in that and what if you're hacked yeah what if you're hacked and they clone your email and they get that And they decide, okay, this client that you're doing business with, I'm going to act like I'm you and go into them and reroute the money that they were supposed to pay you. For a small and medium-sized business, that could take them down for months or if not destroy their company.
1: For sure. You know, I'm in the same line of work that you are with that. And I I understand. But I I do like how you stated, you know, like the Googles and the Amazons, like they're okay. Okay. Right. Are they targets still? Yeah, of course that they are. But I've heard, you know, the the SME group, the small medium enterprise group say, oh, well, I'm too small. Nobody's ever going to come after me. Right. And then they're like, that's why I don't need to do these things. But it's like, do you think that the e-crime groups are stupid? Because they also know what you just said, that there are entire teams and divisions devoted yes. to security at Amazon or, or Google. And they understand that in the small and medium, medium enterprise realm, that they don't have anybody. And right. they understand that they're thinking, oh, I'm safe, I'm too small. So then they run these broad scale attacks that hit so yes. many people at one time. And they get lucky by hitting maybe 10% of them as a success. Right. Uh, and then it's, oh, it's going to happen to you.
0: It will happen. And that's what I try to tell these companies. And exactly what you said, they were like, well, you know, we're not big. They don't want us. Yeah, you're who they want because they know they're not going to be successful with Google. They're not going to be successful with the Amazon. Who will they be successful with? Mom and pop store here. Yeah, That's who they're going to be successful with. Um, you know, Acme Construction. I think that's from a cartoon. But <laughs> anyway, Acme <laughs> Construction, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be successful with them because they know That for you to do your business, if they attack you, it's going to devastate you. So either you're going to pay or you're going to be ruined. And that's what these small and medium sized businesses need to realize that just because you are small or medium sized does not exempt you. Matter of fact, you are the prime target. You are who they are looking for.
1: For sure. And this past year, as you referenced, I'd love to dive more into this a little bit too with secure communications. You know, because even the other day, um, I, I use a fractional CFO. And, you know, I've got several entities across the U.S. And one, like one that just holds some intellectual property needs to renew its its uh, annual report or something like that. And it's he's, he's like, hey, you know can you send me a different credit card? You know, because the one that we had from last year is expired. I'm like, sure. Mm -hmm. No problem. And he's like, we got to get this done today. I'm like, how am I? I'm like, I'm on a plane or whatever. i was like, well, here we go. I'm just going to whip out my phone, snap a photo of my card and then send it over to him. I know, especially being in the industry that it's Mm -hmm. not the right way to do it. Right. But then you get to this point to where there's a threshold between convenience and necessity versus security, you know, and it, it boggles my mind that some of these things just can't even, even being in the industry, that there's still not that much of a good solution that exists in order to facilitate these types of communications, unless you're still sitting and this is horrible, unless you're still sitting like at a desktop computer to be able to do this, you know? And so you spent the better part of a year with the pandemic helping business has established these secure communication platforms but something is like that was the easiest way for me was just to send a freaking text message to get that thing done and Mm -hmm. i'm sitting there i'm like well i'm gonna send this then i'm gonna wait two days i'm gonna cancel this card (laughs) yeah yeah because i know what happens right you know so i it was, it was a dire need in a moment. And I'm like, I understand that they need this right now. So I'm going to send it. And then I know in two days, you know, I put a reminder on my calendar. I am going to call this in and say, hey, send me a new card number. Right. That's right. it. So Because I knew that that exposed me at that point in time. But yeah. there's individuals that will do this all day, every day. All day. And then surprised that, oh, how'd my card get stolen? You know, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, you sent a text exactly. message.
1: Yeah. So what exists now, in what ways are you helping people, businesses to establish these secure communications?
0: Well, I go in and I assess their gaps, assess how they're doing business. And what I do is I take a full assessment, let them know their gaps, recommend solutions. So I'm not the solution provider, but I am your strategy. And I will recommend the people who provide these technologies and be the project manager to make things, make sure things are working well. And then train, train and onboard your employees so that you're doing things correctly. And something just like the example that you say, you know, a lot of people do that all the time, all day, every day. And there's different software platforms. There's different apps that you can do things like that encrypted where you don't have to worry about. Whether or not that's going to happen. And you and I know that. But then, like I said, you have some people who do it all the time. They don't. Here's my password. Here's my login. You know, here's my credit card number. And yeah, and they're surprised at, you know, what happens. And my kids, they laugh at me because I'll go to a gas station and I'll pull on the thing and you know, jiggle it and make sure it doesn't come out. And they're like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I'm like, this is how, you know, this is how criminals get your credit card number. I'm like, you know, you have to make sure that, you know, nothing is loose or, you know, there's not an extra thing on here. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, you have to do these type of things. So my daughter is driving now and I told her the same thing. I'm like, before you put your credit card in, always, you know, check, make sure, you know, there's nothing moving or loose. If it is, don't use it. Yeah. Like okay, <laughs> no, I,
1: do, I don't remember where I was looking the other day, but those devices too are so inexpensive, and I was you know researching the tra- just the evolution of of those as well. You know, are they called scrapers? I think they are card scrapers, skimmers, skimmers. That's it. Yeah, and it, you know because it, I I've never used them, but I see these things, you know, and they might be the device itself is under a hundred dollars. Right. You know, it's so inexpensive, and then they're, they're even advertised as like fast install from the mm-hmm. sites you can buy these from because it only takes now I think ninety seconds for somebody yeah. to install the skimmer, and they work over Bluetooth. You mm-hmm. know, so it's and their battery. They even advertise like the battery life on these things so of like two years. That yeah. way, the criminal knows that they're going to continue as long as the thing doesn't get ripped off, you know, if somebody finds it, but it's going to last them. It's going to be a good investment of their time and the risk that's associated with it in order to gain these numbers, you know? So that's, that's great. But it's the point is that it's just so easy to perform these criminal activities and it's all around.
0: Yes. Yeah. And it's very easy. And you think about like what you just said, even let's just say, even if some, where along the line it's discovered and somebody rips it down, well, you have to think about how many numbers did they get yeah. between the time they installed it and the time that they were found out. So by the time they're found out and they've gathered all the credit card numbers, they've already gotten well, you know, a, a well good return on their investment. So they may have spent two hundred dollars on a device and they may have skimmed two thousand. Yeah. So they're good,
1: for sure. What, what's one of your favorite apps for secure communication?
0: You know, and this is free, and I say this all the time. I like Signal. Signal is encrypted. Right on, I use it, yep. Yep, it's free. And that's something I tell everybody. I'm like, just use Signal. You know, if it's something that you need to get out or you're talking to people that you're, you know, sending information back and forth, and that is your only means is texting, get Signal. And I don't even recommend WhatsApp. I'm like, don't do that. Just do Signal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still. St- it's funny because a lot of people still don't know that WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. uh, you know, even though they say, and it's it's what's also ironic too is that WhatsApp uses the encryption from Signal. From Signal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, but it's still under the Facebook umbrella, so that's cool. You know, and it's the the difference is you, you understand this. It's like the encryption will make sure that it can't get sniffed out of midair right Right? so if it's going from your device with whatsapp to the facebook servers which is the whatsapp servers that's cool nobody's going to be able to sniff your stuff out of the the internet world just right Right. from that transmission there but as soon as it hits facebook servers they can see everything that you're doing and that's also how they target you for different ads you know and there's a difference between security and privacy At the same time, but then when it goes, hey, don't worry about that because Facebook saw all your crap, but no problem because, hey, it's encrypted (laughs) to get to that other person. No big deal, right? Mm, But no, it is a big deal, right? Even freaking Jeff Bezos got hacked via WhatsApp.
0: Yes. Yeah, yep, yep. And, you know, people don't realize that it's like there's no discrimination between who, you know, they get is they just want the financial gain, Yeah. So whoever it is, big, small, rich, poor, if you have $20 in your account and they can take it, that's what they're going to take. Doesn't matter.
1: Right on. And if you're not using Signal, of course, don't use WhatsApp. You know, to send that kind of information, I, I would say the next best thing if you're an iPhone user because iMessage is encrypted and they don't yes. share that information with authorities. But it's still nothing like Signal. Signal is Edward Snowden approved. <laughs> <laughs> that carries any weight whatsoever, <laughs> I heard a story. Yes. It was at a it, it, someone that I knew. They were having a conference in Canada, and they had a. It was very sad because Edward Snowden. They booked him for their keynote to have up there, right? Yeah, I know, of course he comes in via remote he'll he'll never go anywhere in person because he's still out there and he's still a fugitive right Mm -hmm. (laughs) is it russia now that he has asylum i think so yes Yes. so he comes in virtually to this thing and this dude you know he had like you know like a thousand people at his real estate events right and had edward snowden come in as a keynote it was within like the first two minutes that he goes um you know my this was edward snowden he's like you know my man he's like "Do, do all of your attendees know about your criminal activities and like his face turned white. It's like, he, he hired the whistleblower right. for the keynote at his conference. And he didn't think that the whistleblower wouldn't look him up to um. find <laughs> his stuff. So yeah, he, he's not really in business anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't think he'll be getting any more keynote advice For invites. sure.
1: But that's an example, right? Here's a guy in a real estate that's a, this prominent figure that's holding events to teach people how to do real estate. And it's just an example because that type of information is something that can be sniffed right out of whatsapp that type of information can be sniffed right out of a text message and anybody can be an edward snowden Yep, and find out this information and then blow the whistle on you Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely
1: this is fun yay (laughs) well outside of signal you know is there any other apps that you can recommend
0: (laughs) oh my goodness um signal is my favorite um what else? You know, something else that I, I it, instead of encryption, but a lot of things, a lot of people are doing contracts now, especially since we are working yeah, right virtually. On, yep, yep. Digital signatures. That is like my thing. That's my jam because for years, the military has been doing it right. We've been doing it forever. Yeah. But now you can get um, Adobe sign. You can get, um, what's the other one? Um, Oh God, there's several out there. The, yeah, the there's HelloSign, which is
1: part of Dropbox. Yeah. Right,
0: Hello HelloSign, um, whatever. There's several, I can't think of them right now, but that's like my next thing I tell people to do because one, who does snail mail anymore? For sure. Um, and, we, and we know that mail gets lost, people get it. If you have contracts or things like that, that you need someone to sign and they're time sensitive, do digital signatures. I mean, it's secure, it's quick and it will hold up. Is a legal document. So, if you have somebody to sign that digitally, it is is legally binding. So, please just do that. So, signal and get digital signatures.
1: Right on. DocuSign is a big one. There's other Panda Docs, another. That's a little less expensive. HelloSign is built right into Dropbox now. Yeah. They're all good ways to use these things. There's um. Uh, I, I just lost my train of thought, but that's okay. We'll just keep going on this. Yes. <laughs> I, I love our industry. I love where it's going. I, I can see so many opportunities all over the place. And I can't wait to see where we're going in the next 10 years because there's so many good solutions. And it's almost like last year, while of course, nobody wants to be involved in a pandemic, you know, from a technology perspective, I feel that it's accelerated or at least made aware way more the need for some of these solutions you know, that that the old way of doing things was just ineffective and now it's a different world and now people are being forced into doing that, you know, and th- there's one thing because we run great, great companies and uh, I love that you're recommending, this is for everybody that's listening, I love that you're recommending apps that are readily available to anybody out there, you know, because they are the best ones and there's others that are in our industry that will resell things, you know, like, like a digital signature platform and white label it. I always tell, you know, clients, don't ever do that. Right. You know, unless it's a well-known name, because the problem is going to be integrations. And the yes. problem is going to be the, the backing of those companies. You know, your technology provider, you know, like, like Trina here, like myself, can be the ones to recommend these products for you and consult you and guide you to get the right products. But there's certain things that we're never going to compete with because we're not a multiple trillion dollar company like Google. Go spend the five bucks and use G Suite. There's nothing that I can sell you that's gonna do as good of a job as something like that. I will help you secure G Suite.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yes, but that's still the be- one of the best platforms for you to use. So yes. I, uh, it's interesting. How do you work with that? Because it, you're, you're in an even keel. Maybe we can end with this too, because how do you, obviously I deal with, I don't even call them competitors because I feel like I'm in a different class because of that, mm-hmm. because of those things, like separating, you know, right. to use a, <laughs> to use a, a, a very genderized old cliche. It's like separating the men from the boys, right? Or the women mm-hmm. from the girls, you know, how, how do you handle those scenarios to where it's like, well, they told me they're going to do this and they're only doing it for half the price.
0: You know, and that's, and I tell people the same thing is similar to what you just said. I'm not trying to be an Oracle. So I'm not going to (laughs) say, Oh, I'm going to, you know, give you this whole platform and whatever. I'm going to recommend you to someone who has it. Like you said, G suite, somebody like that, but I'm going to make sure it integrates with your business and it's something that you need. Now there's people out there that, you know, you and I both know they'll recommend something to you and just to say, okay, I recommended this. And it's like, okay, well, if you're this size company you don't need an Oracle platform. And that was one of the things I hated so much when I was in corporate and IT because many times we would hire the big boys, right? And we would spend millions of dollars on something. And it wouldn't even integrate with our systems so what would happen trina here would end up reprogramming a whole system to integrate and talk to and do the things that we wanted to do when i'm thinking okay we just paid company x like 10 million dollars now if you had to pay me that 10 million dollars we could have had this done and done correctly and so that's what i try to tell my clients is okay you have people out there that will sell you any and everything just to get you to buy it. But you want to know that one is something that you need that is going to integrate with your business. And yeah, I'm not that person. That's how I differentiate myself. I'm, I'm not that person. I'm not trying to sell you a million dollar suite. I'm not trying to do that because that's not what you need. And a lot of times I tell people you need signal. It's free. Get it. (laughs) You know, and, and that's simple. That's all you need. Why would I sell you? You know, that's like me selling you a Cadillac when all you need is a golf cart. It's like, you know, you're like, oh, I just want to golf and go from here to there. But I'm saying, but you know what? Cadillac has this new golf cart and that's what you need. You don't need it. But what if
1: I want the Cadillac golf cart?
0: Now, if you want it,
1: <laughs> if you insist. What if I want to bling it out on the golf course? Come you know, on
0: that's up to you. But you will not say that I recommended that. To you.
1: <laughs> Trina told me I should get this one. Okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> Trina, thanks for laughing with me today. Again, thank you for serving because I really appreciate everything you've done for our country. And now you're doing it in the private sector, too. You're, you're beautiful. You're funny. And thank you for being on today.
0: Oh, thank you for having me, Rick. I really enjoyed our time. And fellow Chicagoan and and tech geek like myself, it was very enjoyable.
1: We're a rare breed, right?
0: (laughs) Definitely. (laughs)
1: Awesome. Thanks.
0: (laughs)